of Gus's beaten face. His attention was drawn to the front door of the little restaurant as it was pulled open with almost enough force to separate it from its hinges. Through that door stomped a man who looked to be on the verge of howling like a coyote. His wild face was covered with thick dark brown whiskers, and his jacket was open to display the two pistols hanging at his side. Unlike Gus, this man had always carried two guns. Doyle Hill also carried knives and a railroad spike that had been split in two and dented almost beyond recognition. Doyle insisted the spike was a good luck piece, but Gus knew better. Some men just got bored killing folks the same way too many times in a row. It didn't take long for Doyle to spot Gus at his table. When he did, Doyle charged through the restaurant as if he intended on knocking a hole clean through the wall. Order yourself a whiskey, because we need to celebrate. Gus bared his teeth a little when he replied. They don't serve no whiskey here, Doyle. Why don't you just sit down and have some water? No whiskey? What kind of place is this? A place that just serves food, Gus replied. How about you sit down and stop making so much noise? I don't want to sit down. Then just shut the hell up. Doyle took a look around to find the few others inside the restaurant, all glaring nervously back at him. Letting out a sigh, Doyle pulled up a chair, spun it around, and sat down in it, so his chest was leaning against the backrest. I got some good— Gus raised the hand that was wrapped around his knife. The blade was dented and still covered in juices from his steak, but he brandished it like a weapon. Quiet. Some folks are trying to eat. Doyle nodded and leaned across the table until his nose practically touched the steak knife. I got some good news, he said in a voice that didn't carry through the entire place. What's your news? That stage we wanted to catch ain't left yet. Just then the woman who brought Gus his steak returned to the table to set a glass of water in front of Doyle. The stage won't leave for another hour, she told him. Doyle looked up to find the pleasant, somewhat plump face of a woman in her late thirties. Light hair was tied to fall down her back, and friendly eyes were framed by deeply etched lines. That's real nice, he told her. Thanks for the water. Can I get you anything else? Got any whiskey? No, she replied without missing a beat. But there's a saloon just down the road. They even have a piano that plays loud enough to be heard over the commotion you're making. Gus smirked and used the last crust of his bread to sop up what remained on his plate. She's got you there. Doyle nodded slowly and looked at her closely. His light blue eyes took their time wandering all the way down the front of her body and back up again. By the time they'd reached her face, the woman's expression had changed considerably. Grinning at the way he'd sapped her confidence, Doyle said, Bring me something, sweet. Cake with frosting if you got it. We don't, she said, as she took a step away from the table. Then pie. Just go find something and bring it to me. The woman wanted to say something else, but she couldn't bring herself to spit out the words. Wincing at the gruff tone in Doyle's voice, 
or perhaps out of frustration with her own squeamishness, she hurried back behind the counter separating the dining room from the kitchen. After Doyle turned back around, Gus spoke to him in a barely audible snarl. You know better than to talk about business where others can hear. These people ain't nobody. They probably don't even leave this piss bucket of a town. You got something to say? Say it so I can finish my meal. You ain't finished? There ain't nothing left but the plate. Seeing the fire that was growing in Gus's eyes, Doyle added, All right, all right. That stage we wanted to catch won't be loaded when we thought. Seems they had some difficulties with their team. You hobble one of them horses like I told you? Hobbled? I nearly cut one of its legs off. For the love of cutting Gus short with a quick wave of his hand.